This is episode 181, The Four Keys to Live a No Regrets Life. My name is Tudor Alexander, and this is the Dance of Life podcast. Every week, my goal is to inspire you to take action towards what you love, live a transformed life, and enjoy the journey there. Are you ready? Let's go. Welcome back, everybody, to the show, Dance of Life podcast. My name is Tudor Alexander, and I will be your host today. I hope you're having an awesome, awesome day, wherever you happen to be. Today's topic is maybe a little more morose, but it's so important because it's something we all deal with, and that's regret. You know, Jim Rohn once said, we must all suffer from one of two things, the pain of discipline or the pain of of regret. I love, love this quote. It's a famous quote by Jim, and it really puts you at a crossroad. You got to choose between a life of full meaning and contribution and challenge or dealing with the consequence of not doing that, which is, you know, regret and and feeling like you missed out and feeling unaccomplished, feeling there's a misalignment, right? And so the point is that there's no comfortable way out. There really isn't. Even when we choose comfort, it isn't comfortable in the long term because if you choose comfort, your spirit is all, it's always a part of you and it's going to nag you until the end. And most people that have experienced, you know, let's say they're interviewing them on their deathbed about the things that they regretted the most, it's, it's simple stuff that they just didn't participate in life, following their dreams, spending more time with their family, playing full out, you know, listening to their heart is what it all boils down to, listening to their heart and taking action on what they believed and what they wanted. So today I wanted to share with you four keys to living that no regrets life. You know, you, you hear a lot of no regrets and you see these memes of people with the tattoo, no regrets, and it's misspelled and it's, you know, it's funny, but you know, what does that really mean to have no regrets, to live with a no regrets life? And that's what we're going to break down today. It's not about doing everything or being crazy and wild, living life on the edge. It's not about that. It may, you know, that may include in your plan, but it's not at its essence. Living a no regrets life is not about being crazy. It's about living a life with courage. It's a living a life with authenticity, intention, with presence. And we're going to dig into how exactly that plays out in your mindset, in your day-to-day life. So super excited to jump in with this, into this episode with you guys. If you like this, make sure you subscribe for weekly content and share it with one person who maybe is challenging themselves right now with regret, with feeling like they missed out, with having doubts about their future. If anybody in your life is experiencing these things relevant to this episode, share it with them. You never know the difference that you can make in their lives. Also, if you learn something, if something inspires you in this, hit me up, Facebook, Instagram, at Tudor Alexander Official. I'd love to know your feedback. I'd love to know what you got out of it. You know, let's keep the conversation going. So with that, let's jump into the four keys to living a no regrets life. Okay, so this is pretty simple in my mind. You know, these are going to be some simple mental hacks, guys. You know, mental hacks. This is a mindset episode. It's all about mindset. 
And there's two main principles, and each of them have like a, a point. So there's four keys total, two keys for each principle. And the first principle that I want to share with you, you know, first off, I'm going to tell you this. I've dealt with my own regret like everybody else. I'm human. I've had situations where I really had to challenge myself, especially after losing out, quote unquote, feeling like, let's put it this way, feeling like I lost out on a lot of time. You know, like I, very early on in my life, I had very long relationships. When I was in college, I had a relationship of seven years. Uh, You know, I've been engaged before and spent a shit ton of money on an engagement ring that I don't even want to count how many hours I worked for that. And I ended up having to sell it because it didn't work out. I worked for a company for almost seven years and, you know, I got fired with nothing to my name. And it was just, I've had a lot of situations in my own life that have challenged me to regret like the time that I spent on that, right? So there's a lot of things you regret, like there's money that you lost, there's time that you lost. It's only some form of resource that, you know, we feel that we lost and that's what leads to regret. So I've been there, I feel you, wherever you happen to be right now, we've all had our own version of it. But the first principle I wanna share with you that I've constantly reminded myself is that regret is not because of what you didn't do or what you missed out on. Okay, so listen to that again. Regret is not because of what you didn't do or what you missed out on. It is because of a misalignment between the internal, your mindset, and the external, what happened. So this is very important because the main problem that we experience with regret is that we say, well, because this happened, you know, you know, I feel regret. You don't feel regret of because of what happened. What happened was what happened. It just happened. Your alignment, your interpretation of what happened, your expectation, your missed expectation, your refusal to accept what happened, your refusal to forgive what happened, Those are misalignments because what happens in the past, it's gone forever. It's never coming back. And in some ways, you could even argue philosophically that it doesn't exist. All that exists is right here, right now. Now you have a memory of what happened, but that memory is just information. If we were to delete that memory, it never happened. So where is the past, right? You can get to a rabbit hole with that conversation. But the point is, that you remind yourself that what happened is what happened. What you feel is because of the misalignment between what happened and how you interpreted it, what you decided upon it. What is the story that you created? What is the meaning that you put on what happened? So for example, I got you know, fired after seven years at this old job that I worked at. You know, I was very good friends with the owner at the time and all this kind of stuff. And Initially, when I got fired, I was 33, coming up on 34. I was like, God damn it, man. Like I wasted my whole effing life, you know, like my young quote unquote life. I'm still young. I'm 35 now. And it's like, I I felt this profound sense of waste because in seven years, I didn't have any savings. I didn't have anything. You know, I didn't, I felt like for the amount of time that I gave, I should have come out with more in my life. I didn't have anything going for me at the time. At least that's what I felt. I had a lot going for me that I didn't see, 
But at the time, I felt like I didn't have it. Because again, my misalignment between the perspective I had and what happened. But that was the best thing that could have happened to me. I, mean, I, look, at, I look back now on it. That was the best thing that could have happened. The timing was perfect. If it happened the way I wanted it to happen, which was I gave him a six-month notice, I would have been screwed. It would have been terrible, actually. It wouldn't have worked out at all. So everything happens in divine timing. You have to believe that. But we often don't have perspective. So we get wrapped up in the meaning that we make based on what happens. It wasn't a waste because in the seven years that I was there, sure, I didn't manifest a crap ton of money, but I learned a lot. Everything that I employ now, a lot of it, I learned on the job in that experience. So sometimes life has to give you information rather than giving you something else like money or a person or friends or whatever else. You have to get information. And that's going to be you know, one of the things that we're going to talk about here in a bit. So the main point to remember here is that there's always something you didn't do. Even when you succeed and your mind is focused on the good things that happen, there's always something that you didn't do. I learned about this through dancing, through professional dancing, because in a dance routine, it is such a specific set of movements and decisions. I mean, literally, there's hundreds and hundreds of memorized decisions that we make in a minute and a half of a performance. And then you have five different performances in the night. That's literally thousands of decisions that you've practiced. Well, what do you think the odds of having all of those perfectly line up are? Pretty impractical, right? Even if you feel good and you do a great job, there's always some stuff you didn't do. But we don't focus on that. We don't focus on that because we feel that we succeeded, so we have selective attention. Well, the same goes in reverse. When you don't succeed, you focus on everything you did wrong. You didn't focus on what you did right. So the point is, regardless of how things happened for you, they're leading to this feeling of regret. You would have messed something up anyway. You would have missed out on something anyway. There's a cost for something anyway. Regardless of what you do, there's always a cost. So the first key is acceptance. You've got to be able to accept where you are right here, right now. You've got to be able to forgive. You've got to be able to see that you, no matter which way you take action, there's always something you have to give up. There's always something you got to miss out. If you want to start a business, you have to give up on a social life. If you want to have a great social life, you're going to give up on long-term income and you know financial success. If you want to eat crappy food, you're going to give up on a healthy body. If you want to have a healthy body, you're going to give up crappy food. I mean, there's no, you cannot have your cake and eat it too. It doesn't work that way. And it is, it's not a bad thing that it doesn't work that way because it teaches us valuable spiritual principles. Now, acceptance, there's a lot of ways to practice it. And there's one episode I recorded a couple months back Super valuable to you. Five steps to forgiveness. It's episode 134. Go check it out. We talk a lot about some very powerful tools there. Five steps to take you from, you know, wherever you happen to be right now to a state of forgiveness and emptiness and hopefully gratitude as well. So check that episode out. The moment that you accept and forgive the situation, you are free. You don't have regret anymore. So it's not about what happened because. If it was about what happened, then you wouldn't be able to change it, right? You wouldn't be able to change how you feel because what happened is done and it's permanently in the past. You can't reach in the past and change events. 
So it has nothing to do with what happened. It has to do with your interpretation because your interpretation is still in the present moment with you and you can change that. So it's all about practicing acceptance. That's number one. The other key with this, with with regret that you're experiencing, the whole principle here is that it's not about what happened. It's about your mindset. So the first one is acceptance. The second key within this principle is finding purpose. You know, life is like a recipe. Everything happens because of the sequence of things that unfolded. And if you remember the story of Sisyphus from the Greeks, where he's basically cursed to push a boulder up a hill and then go up the hill and push it back down, that's his life sentence, which is inherently meaningless. It's just meaningless movement. But the question is, can Sisyphus find a meaning in this movement so that he can live his life with purpose and not suffer, right? So the suffering is only there if he sees this as a meaningless chore. If he sees the, the, the pushing the boulder up a hill as this meaningless chore, then he suffers because he doesn't want to be there. He feels trapped. There's all kinds of other things that come into his mind. But if he sees and finds purpose in this activity, it's a very simplistic example, but it's very powerful. If he sees meaning and purpose in this activity, then he's able to carry out his life. So purpose, we are creatures of meaning. Just as you put a negative meaning on what happened and how you missed out and how you lost something, all that is interpretation. And it leads to regret. Well, if you change your interpretation and you find the purpose for what happened, then it also changes the result emotion that you feel. It goes, you know, change your regret into opportunity, into optimism, into possibility, into wisdom, right? So when you find the meaning, everything has a meaning. Everything is there waiting for you to discover the purpose in its life. There's a concept called the catalysts of change that I've talked about a few times. There's four of them. And I won't go too much into detail here, but the point is this. There's things that happen in your life that are catalysts for you to transform and to change. For example, one of them is loss, right? So loss, anytime we lose someone or something, that is an opportunity to change because we get confronted with impermanence. We get confronted with separation, with these fundamental aspects of our reality, of our consciousness, of our existence. And when loss happens to you, you're at a crossroads. You can spiral into why am I separate? Why am I alone? Why am I disconnected? Or you can gain some profound purpose and insight from that experience. Anytime you lose something or someone, it's a great opportunity to discover something in its place. I genuinely believe that. And the people who are most successful in life practice this idea. You look at a lot of the most inspirational stories or things that were created, and they all came from some pain point, something that the person lost, and it was the seed for magnanimous change. So this is the thing. You have to find purpose. This is our weapon against impermanence. It's our weapon against you know, these things that happen to us, these unavoidable aspects of reality, like losing things, like conflict, like resistance, like pain, like suffering. Our ability to find purpose and meaning and to create that for ourselves is 
the key to overcoming these natural obstacles that we face. So make a practice of journaling. Make a practice of finding stillness, of meditating. How do you find purpose in your own life? Take time for yourself and go outside. Allow yourself to reflect. Stop the momentum. In my book, The Gratitude Map, one of the biggest first prerequisites to gratitude that I recommend is being able to just simply stop to find stillness. You're so caught up in momentum of day-to-day life, of what do you got to do? What's What do you got to do next? What is somebody else telling you what to do? Oh my gosh, I have to do this. That you never get a chance to stop. And when you stop, you can listen. You can't listen if you're moving. If you stop, you can listen. And when you listen, you can grow and learn something new. Or you can fill that space with a new meaning or gratitude or whatever else. So gratitude, purpose, all these things happen when you stop. So you have to make a chance to stop and and just just listen. You don't have to think. If, if thoughts of regret come up, let them pass through you and just allow yourself to find that zero point and then connect to something healthy. Recreate where you're at in the present moment. Principle number two. All right, so first principle is regret is not because of what happened. It's because of your own misalignment with what happened. Principle number two is that there's no way you could have acted differently because you didn't know any different, right? So that ties into kind of that first key, which was acceptance. But you have to remember, knowledge leads to action. What you know, you know, what you believe, let's put it this way, affects what you do in life. You can tell what somebody believes by looking at the way they act, how they talk, how they write, how they respond to certain things, what are their habits, you can tell what they believe. You can infer what they believe based on their actions. Vice versa, based on what they believe, if you tell me what you believe, I can predict the kind of actions and the the type of person you're going to be and show up in your relationships, in life, your job, your, your commitments. So those two are related. They create a cycle. And in an ideal world, that cycle is virtuous, meaning you take action, you, you, or you believe something, it leads you to action. That action leads to better belief because you learn from your actions and then you take improved action. And so it keeps going up and up and up and spiraling up. I've talked about this before, but what comes in play is often these obstacles that prevent that cycle from operating in a virtuous or productive way. And so it becomes a vicious cycle. And what that vicious cycle is, is if I, if I believe something, right, but I don't take action on it. It's because there's a limiting belief that's in the way that's stopping that. I believe I need to lose weight, but I don't think I can do it because it's too hard. That's a limiting belief. So now, even though I know something, it's not leading to the proper action because there's a limiting belief in the way. Likewise, action doesn't lead to more knowledge improvement because we don't listen. We don't stop. We don't employ mindfulness and awareness, right? So action without purpose and awareness and mindfulness, it leads to mindlessness. It's just, it's just moving that boulder up and down the hill without any purpose. So you're, you're just wearing away at your life. You're not learning. So we want to, to get out of regret, we want to keep this virtuous cycle between what we believe and what we do moving upward, right? So we've got to get rid of the limiting beliefs and we have to employ mindfulness and awareness so that we are 
constantly taking advantage of the things we do and we're moving up and growing. The first key to doing that and the third key in this list is courage. Constant courage, constant accountability. Take accountability, surrender fully to the moment, give yourself to what you do, live life with no regrets by being courageous, not by doing everything. It's not about doing everything and being quote unquote spontaneous, although that may fall within your particular life plan. It just means that what you did, you did it intentionally, authentically, and full out. So there's a difference there. Living life with no regrets doesn't mean being stupid and being a party animal or doing crazy stuff, taking risks that aren't in alignment with your vision. It does mean taking risks, absolutely. But it doesn't mean just taking any risk for the hell of taking a risk. So it it means, right, what it means is living life in alignment with your highest good, your highest vision, and aligning your day-to-day actions intentionally and authentically and full out with that vision. It means taking the risks that are needed to achieve what you want with that vision, that it's authentic and and in alignment with your heart. And that, what that's going to do is that by the time you get to to the end of your life, it doesn't matter if you fail or win, if you have that attitude, because guess what? That's the best that you could have done. Remember the second principle. There's no way you could have done anything differently at the time. I look back at my life five years ago. I'm like, how the hell was I in that job? How the hell was I acting this way? How the hell was I doing? Well, guess what? You didn't know what you knew now. You didn't know what you knew now. So what you do is based on what you believe. So don't judge yourself for previous actions. Right? It goes back to that forgiveness and acceptance, number one. Don't judge yourself And don't hold it against yourself when you believe something differently now. What you do is a reflection of what you believe. As your beliefs change, so do your actions. So, unless, of course, there's those limiting beliefs. But you got to take courage and just do what you believe in 100%. Don't hold back. If what you believe is not right for you, you will run into one of those catalysts of change. You're going to run into betrayal, burnout, stagnation, loss, all those things. I have a whole episode on it, but it doesn't matter. You're going to run into some wall as long as you commit to what you believe, and that will teach you something. So there's no way out of your own life lessons. The only way, quote unquote, out of it is to go in it 100%. And life will teach you as you go and as you try full out. The problem is that we run into a wall and then we stop being courageous. We stop being accountable. We start living the comfortable life and avoid. And you're trying to avoid those spiritual lessons. You're trying to avoid getting hurt again. But guess what? That's only going to lead to regret. That's the price you pay if you avoid the suffering that you need to, to pay, right, to learn who you are and who you're meant to be in this life. So take accountability. It's like I said, the first quote, pain of discipline or the pain of regret. One of the two we have to deal with. And, and that's the beauty of it, of this life. The fourth key with this, which solves the other part of the equation, is learn continually. You know, knowledge, you know, action is not learning. Action without mindfulness is just mindless pushing up the boulder up the hill. You have to have awareness and mindfulness and sensitivity. Live a sensual life. I don't mean sexual here. I mean sensual, like use your senses. We are out of touch 
with our senses. Learn to find stillness. Read, meditate, go slow, take time for yourself regularly, go outside, reflect. I can't tell you how much I've learned. I've I've read a lot of books on personal growth. I've done a lot of stuff. Obviously, I do this podcast. I'm constantly trying to learn new things. But most of the time, when I spend time on my own for myself, out in nature, doing nothing, just listening, that's when it all assimilates. You know, when you're learning actively and you're listening to an audiobook or, you know, listening to this podcast or whatever else, it's good stuff. It's going to teach you. But then you need to do the proper homework of sitting on your own so that that knowledge can kind of rearrange itself in accordance with your own life. And the things that need to stick will come out and stick and articulate themselves in your own language and words. So this is why it's so important. In my book, Selfless Plug here, thegratitudemap.com, all this stuff, it's all related. Regret, acceptance, forgiveness, purpose, gratitude, it's, it's all related. In the book, I mentioned that one of the things I talk about for a while and give you different strategies on is how to find stillness, how to slow yourself down, how to incorporate meditation and uh, you know fasting and acceptance and all these different things to overcome the obstacles to our inherent nature of just living here in society. So for you to solve regret, you have to be a continual learner because by continually learning, it allows you to take new and more powerful actions. If you don't learn, if you don't continually grow your sensitivity and awareness, then you will eventually run into a situation that you experience regret because you haven't grown. We strive to grow. So you have to continually take that on as a practice. And what that will help you do is continually take on accountability and courage and grow and move forward so that there are no regrets. And in order to learn, the prerequisite to that is that you stop. You just stop. You just make a practice of stillness and listening and being sensitive. So it all starts with that zero point. That leads to better learning and more sensitivity, awareness, observation. More learning leads to more knowledge, which allows you to take more accountability, be courageous, and live life no regrets, and create purpose, and look back on your life and accept and move forward with power. So pretty simple stuff in principle, not simple in practice. Life is a practice, guys. These four keys are not necessarily anything new, but I hope that it's given you some knowledge, inspired you to see that, you know, it's all about that practice. It's all about the continual movement through life, step by step, moving forward. And that's a conscious decision on your part. Don't check out. Don't let your mind wander. We all have regrets. I have a ton of stuff. I'm always struggling to move my mind away from a state of regret because, you know, there's, again, there's, remember the first principle, there's always something that didn't happen. <laughs> there's always something that didn't happen that could have happened differently, could have happened better. Of course, maybe in an alternate universe somewhere it did, but in that universe, something else didn't happen. That is the nature that we live in. And that's, that's the struggle that teaches us wisdom and insight is to deal with that sense that there's always a cost. If everything was free, if everything could happen immediately, there would be no point to life. It would be depressing. You would get depressed in five minutes because you'd have access to everything immediately. There'd be no suffering, no challenge, nothing to overcome, no separation. 
it sounds like heaven, but it's not. This is heaven. This, you know, even with all its suffering and pain, heaven on earth, this is the integration of your ability to reconcile this separate, disconnected universe that we live in into a connected, beautiful organism. Those two dualities, reconciling those two is where the wisdom's at. So enjoy. We're going to wrap it up here. That's the four keys to live a no regrets, truly a no regrets life. All right, all right, guys. Well, I hope you've enjoyed that episode. You know, my goal was to help you get out of that FOMO culture that we live in, right? So you don't feel pushed to act all the time. Don't buy the hype. Don't don't try to live someone else's life. Live your own life. And remember that living a no regrets life is not about being crazy, about taking every random freaking risk out there. It's about first stopping. Stop be still, listen to what's inside and what does your heart truly want. Once you project that, then align your actions accordingly with what you want so that you can truly live a no regrets life that is purposeful, intentional, with a direction, and most importantly, authentically, you. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. As always, don't forget to subscribe and share with one person in your life that's feeling regret that suffers from FOMO. You got that one person in your life that's super FOMO-y. Maybe they'll be open to this podcast. Share it with them. You never know. They may just get a breakthrough. Make sure to also tag me with your biggest takeaway. If you got something out of this episode, let me know at Tudor Alexander Official, or you can let me know on my website, danceoflife.com. Let's not forget good old Jim Rohn. We must all suffer from one of two things, the pain of discipline or the pain of regret. As long as you live your life with full action, guys, there's nothing more that you can do. That's all you can do is act 100% on what you believe. And as long as you are that in that alignment, regret will never happen. Regret is a misalignment between you and what happened. It's not something that didn't happen. So as long as you live in alignment with what you want, you will not ever experience regret. Thank you so much for listening. Have an amazing, purposeful rest of your day. Tune in next week for some awesome juju coming up your way. And remember, in the meantime, that life is a dance. Live your life like a dance and you'll never regret it. I promise you. So go out there and dance it well. episodes and weekly content, stay connected at danceoflife.com.